Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Zach Burek. Just wrapped up my episode of The Root of All Success with the real Jason Duncan. In that episode, you'll hear me talking about taking action, getting into rooms with like-minded people to help you accelerate your success journey. This is one of the ways to do that. Listen to these podcasts, not just because I'm on it, but all of the other entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs that Jason has had on. He's one in his own right, of course. Learn from us, learn from Jason, and achieve that success that you want. Welcome to the root of all success with the real Jason Duncan, a podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs unlocked success and how their stories can help you do the same. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason has built multi-million dollar businesses that have been featured in Inc. Magazine and Entrepreneur Magazine. His life's mission now is helping entrepreneurs live what he calls hashtag the exit lifestyle. Introducing TEDx speaker, mastermind leader, author, entrepreneur, cigar aficionado, motorcycle enthusiast, and host of the root of all success, the real Jason Duncan. The real Jason Duncan. Welcome back to another episode of The Root of All Success. I am The Real Jason Duncan. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. Thank you for your faithful listening to the show or watching us on YouTube. And if you haven't seen this on YouTube, make sure you go to youtube.com slash The Real Jason Duncan. There's a playlist with all the podcasts. And this is episode number 205. So there's lots of episodes for you to go back and look at and listen to me talking to some pretty amazing entrepreneurs like the one that I've got on the show today. I've got Zach Burek on the show today. Zach is a, uh, let me tell you a little bit about this guy. Normally, normally when we, when we talk and think about entrepreneurs, we think about people that start the business, that start it from scratch. They go into the, the shed, they go into the garage, they go into, you know, a spare bedroom and they spend sleepless nights and lots of money to get a business off the ground. And, and then they finally get it off the ground. And we think about that as entrepreneurship. And, and in fact, that is entrepreneurship. But that's not the only way that we recognize entrepreneurs. Um, entrepreneurs can, do, uh, can start in lots of different ways. And Zach started as an employee of the company he now owns. Now, I, I've said this many times on this show and in front of clients and, and and when I've spoke on stages before about the difference between entrepreneurs and business owners and and entrepreneurs are not necessarily entrepreneurs are not necessarily business owners business owners are business owners are not necessarily entrepreneurs they're they're two different categories but typically speaking an entrepreneur owns a business typically but a lot of business owners are not entrepreneurs this is a different cat right here Zach Burek is uh, he started working for the company he now owns uh, over a decade ago, he started out as a general laborer. And when uh, he was still in college at UNC Charlotte, he worked his way up from general laborer to do an estimation project management. And then he acquired the business in late October 2021. And uh, he and I met probably about not quite a year into his maybe six, eight months into his acquisition. And uh, he reached out to me and said, hey, I think I need a business coach. I think I need some help with this. I'm not really sure where this is going. And uh, since then, Zach has absolutely catapulted into the stratosphere as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, uh, increasing revenues, but more importantly, increasing profitability and 
he and himself becoming a millionaire through this process, being able to watch his assets grow, trying to figure out what the heck do I do with all this money? Not, not, not that he's Scrooge McDuck with a safe in his house. He can go swimming through cash, but like there's certainly a lot of cash that's available because of his ownership of this business. He also, though, he also has a cattle business that he started in June of 2022 uh, for livestock. He, he started a beard supply company called West Wild Beard Company, which we'll talk about here in just a minute in, uh, in May of 21 before he bought Duggins. And then he just recently ventured into the real estate market. So please help me welcome the one and only Zach Burek to the show. Hey, Zach, welcome to the show, man. What's up, man? Thanks so much for having me. Well, I'm excited to talk to you, man. You know how much I love you. I love, uh, I've really enjoyed watching your journey from, you know, this wide eyed young, so you're, so you're still really young in your thirties. How old are you? 30, you're 30, 31, 30, 31, like, yeah. 31 years old. So wide eyed person, like bought this business in your late twenties and you're like, I don't know what to do, man. There's millions of dollars in revenue. And I'm trying to make sure I got enough money in the savings account to make it through the rainy days. And you were telling me how much money you had set aside. I'm like, dude. That is, that is insane. You have to put this money to work, but, uh, but, but yeah, man, I, I give you a big clap. You've done, you've done an amazing job and I'm really, really proud of what you've been able to build. So why don't you, uh, let's start with, uh, with this metric thing we were talking about top before the show started. Um, you know, you said, well, this year has been a weird year and uh, of course it's been weird for me too. You know that, but, um, but, but you're, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but you're like, Hey, revenue is not as much as it was, but profitability is still great. Why is it that so many entrepreneurs chase revenue rather than profitability? Yeah. I, I think a lot of it's just the, the society that we live in, um, kind of that silver object syndrome, you know, the more that we say we, we do in, in revenue, you know, whatever that number may be, um, is more impressive than what the bottom line number is. But, you know, before the show, I, I mentioned you can make a hundred million, even a billion dollars a year in top line revenue and still lose money. So while, while that, that number is obviously larger than bottom line and it's impressive, the bottom line is, is what keeps the doors open and allows the company to continue to grow and improve that top line number. One of the things that I was coaching you on, um, about a year ago, we were talking about, Hey, we need to, you need to apply for these, these awards. And uh, you applied and you started winning these awards, which are awesome. And, and certainly I, like my companies, I've won some of those awards too. Like for example, on the Inc 5000 list, it is an award on fastest growing privately held companies in the country. But the only metric they use is top line revenue. They have, they do not look at profitability. They don't look at anything else. And they put out a magazine every year on their Inc 5000 list. And they list all 5,000 companies that are killing it in revenue. But I wonder how many of those companies survive the year that they win because revenue doesn't matter. I mean, revenue really doesn't matter. Um, I, I know it's a vanity metric. We talked about that a little bit, but when did it become a reality for you to understand that it's not top line, it's bottom line? Did you have a moment of awareness like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's, it's bottom line, not top line that makes a difference. Yeah, I, I think I realized that before buying the company, um, just because I was able to, what I describe uh, as an entrepreneur, I, I acted as an entrepreneur before becoming an entrepreneur. So I was working within the company um, and I was allowed by the previous owner to kind of treat it as if it were my own. 
Um, but I couldn't really lose cause I was playing on house money. Um, but in doing that, you know, I saw all the numbers, I saw the top line, I saw the cost of goods sold, I saw the expenses, I saw the bottom line all the way up and down the, the P&L sheet. And, you know, through nearly a decade of working in the company and seeing those numbers for probably, I don't know, seven of those 10 years, um, we had years that were up and down, but the profitability typically stayed pretty consistent. So even if we were down 20, 30%, that bottom line number, you know, stayed pretty close to where it was while it was 20 or 30% higher, which just means your margins are even better. So um, I'd say I learned bottom line is a whole lot more important than top line before ever even going through the acquisition process. Now you, you use the term entrepreneur. Um, so we, so I talked about in the intro, the difference between entrepreneurs and business owners and entrepreneurs typically are those that build things from scratch. They take risks that other people are not willing to take to build something that people can't see. It's about vision and about risk, but you use the word entrepreneur. What, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Again, just, I felt as if it was my business already because I had the freedom to make decisions without asking for permission. Um, I was able to, you know, if it was a, a big purchase that I would have liked to have made, obviously I was going to go to to Derek, the previous owner. Um, but he just gave me a lot of leeway, a lot of freedom to make decisions without ever consulting him just cause he trusted me. And obviously he's making money. So, uh, as long as he was padding his pockets, I guess he didn't really care what I was doing. Um, but I learned, obviously I learned our business and what we do. Right. But I also learned business in general. Um, and that was through uh, a lot of it was through Derek. I, I call him a, a mentor more than a previous boss. Right. And, still lease the office from him, still see him every day and still lean on him whenever I've got questions or going through something that he's gone through before. Um, that's kind of a long, long winded answer, but entrepreneur to me is simply just running a business, whether you own it or not. Um, as an entrepreneur, you don't own it, but you know, treating it as if it's your own and, and learning how to run that business more so, more so learning business than learning what your business is and what you do day to day. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's an interesting. It's an interesting word. I mean, it's not a real word, but I think it describes a concept that that you just that you've lived. And I think a lot of listeners to this show are probably in that entrepreneur role. They are they're employees of a company, but they are operating. Um, they're operating as uh, somewhat of an entrepreneur inside. They have entrepreneurial tendencies and desires and goals inside inside the business as a W2 employee. Do you believe that it is important for entrepreneurs like you, like yourself to recognize and build entrepreneurship in your business? Or is that just kind of, if it happens, it happens. I think it's certainly beneficial to an entrepreneur to have an entrepreneur within the business. Um, because if they have that entrepreneurial spirit, then they, you know, it's like-mindedness. You can bounce ideas off of each other and they may think of something that we as the entrepreneur haven't. And most of us, as you mentioned, business owners and entrepreneurs are, are different, right? Business owners are typically in the weeds, still, you know, running day-to-day -day operations and such. As a, a true entrepreneur, we're, we're kind of looking at everything at a 10,000, 30,000 foot view and kind of casting a vision, looking down the road rather than 
five weeks on a schedule, we're looking at five years down the road, right? And so as we kind of get out of the the weeds and the day-to-day operations and we're, we're working on the business rather than in it, having that entrepreneur that's in the business is certainly beneficial. I don't know that I'd say it's a necessity, but I'd say it's certainly beneficial. Well, you know, I think, I think a lot of us, if we probably, if we are willing to admit it, I think we might be threatened by entrepreneurs in our business, you know, where we are, we, we feel like, um, if, if we have a Zach in our business that, that, Zach, not only, well, in your situation as the entrepreneur, you moved up through the ranks and then acquired the business. And that was because Derek was ready to move on. He's ready to retire or do whatever he wanted to do next in life. But if, if Zach and it was, Zach was not ready to retire and and sell the business, he might've been threatened by your entrepreneurship that, Hey, Zach is going to learn this stuff and he's going to go compete with me. Um, do you, do you believe that's a, a reason a lot of entrepreneurs don't try to encourage entrepreneurship. Yeah. I was actually going to say, um, as an entrepreneur, like all entrepreneurs that become entrepreneurs don't buy the, the company or the business that they're working in. Right. So I could certainly see that being a, a challenge for said entrepreneur, but uh, whether entrepreneur, entrepreneur, employee, whatever, it all starts with mindset. And so for me now as an entrepreneur, I can see the advantage and the benefit of having an entrepreneur within the business. And then if they decided they wanted to go do their own thing and and they ended up competing against me, I've got the confidence and the skills. If I had to go back in the business for a short time to still perform those jobs. So I personally, I'm not threatened by really anybody. Um, I love competition. I always have, I grew up an athlete and I was pretty good, um, especially at baseball. So I, I can see what you're saying and I can certainly understand why entrepreneurs may be threatened a little bit by entrepreneurs that go on to compete against them. Um, I, I just have the confidence that if that were to happen to me, we're going to be good. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of entrepreneurs do exude confidence and I think it's one of those, um, necessary, I think it's a necessary attribute of an entrepreneur who is going to actually live a successful life and have a successful business. But, but I think too, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that don't have confidence that they are still playing small, that they still look through the lens, uh, the lens of scarcity at everything. It's like, Hey, this is my thing. Um, have you ever experienced that? Did you ever have moments of looking at this with I mean, I know you're a confident person, but did you ever have those moments of scarcity? And I don't know if this, like, is this right? You're fearful. Tell me about that. Absolutely. Especially early on. Um, Not as much now. I won't say it never happens because it does whenever we're having a a down season. Um, That's just nature of our industry. There's a lot of ups and downs. But yeah, early on, um, and this was even after you and I started working together, we had, I think it was probably three straight months that we were losing money. And I didn't have that reserve built up completely. Um, luckily I had enough in there to, to sustain us while we were going through that, that downhill slide. But, um, scarcity mindset is it's obviously scarcity mindset, but it's scary as well. Right. If you, if you allow it to, to kind of seep in your mind, um, it can control you. And so that can lead to, negative thoughts. It can, it can hinder that mindset that I mentioned just a minute ago. Um, it can cause depression and all sorts of things. So 
I think experience and as time is going on, it's helped me to have much less of a scarcity mindset and not really think about it and just know, you know, ebbs and flows. We're going to have up seasons. We're going to have down seasons. Um, but yeah, I've definitely experienced it. And whenever you're losing money month after month, it's, it's a whole lot easier for it to seep in. Well, I want to talk about money. Let's talk about money for a second, because you mentioned it as you correlated money and scarcity. And I don't, I don't know that you meant to do that on purpose, but you said, Hey, yeah, I was scared when we were in a down season. And what I, what I hear you saying is when we weren't making any money. Sure. <laughs> so that scarcity mindset and fear, um, is related to, I want to see what you believe. I, I think this is true, but I think it's related to lack of money or lack of, lack of financial capital. And then conversely confidence as an entrepreneur can sometimes be linked directly to the opposite of that, which is plenty and money cash flow coming in. Uh, what do you, what do you think about that? Let's take a quick break to thank our amazing sponsors for making this podcast possible. As an entrepreneur, I know that you have to deal with sales on a regular basis. I mean, every entrepreneur does. And if you aren't paying attention to sales as an entrepreneur, you're not going to be an entrepreneur for very long. But I've got a sponsor of this show called Dub that helps you bring the personal back to sales. If you want to figure out how to improve content creation, improve client trust, uh, improve your sales process, decrease the sales cycle, because we all know time kills deals. If you want to increase client bookings and increase conversions, you need to take a look at Dub. There's a special offer for Dub for listeners to the Root of All Success at therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub, and that's D-U-B-B. What Dub does, I've been using this for years. I'm a huge fan, and I'm so honored that they're our uh, primary sponsor of the podcast, but they have helped over 60,000 businesses around the world communicate better, to make sales easier, to make sales more personal. And it's built, Dub is built for growing teams. I mean, you can set up video emails, you can set up custom onboarding, you can do admin reporting, uh, anything you need around video and sales and automation, Dub is there. You can try Dub now. Your conversions to sales are waiting. All you got to do is go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. And there you're going to get two weeks for free to try Dub. Plus, you're going to get 50% off your first two months of Dub. You can't, you can't beat that. So go check it out. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. Thanks for listening to our sponsors. Now, back to the show. I agree 100%. And I'll say this, it may sound controversial, but, you know, people, general public will say it's not all about money or as you achieve some level of success, folks that maybe you thought were your friends will say, all you care about is money. Well, most of the time, those folks saying that don't have any. And I'll tell you, it is all about money until you've got some. And then that money you realize it's really nothing more than a tool. So yeah, I agree a hundred percent that that scarcity mindset, even feeling successful, um, confidence can and will tie directly into money. Yeah, I I'm with you. I know it's controversial. And, and I, I, I said to somebody the other day, and I believe this is that people that say money can't buy happiness are shopping in the wrong places. <laughs> and I'm, I, I don't, 
and I don't, I'm, that's kind of funny to say, and, and, but, but the re, here's what I mean by that. And I know Zach, you know, exactly what this means is that money solves all kinds of problems. Money can give you confidence. Money can solve problems. Money can buy you out of issues. Money can buy you opportunity money. Listen, money can't give you lasting joy. It's not going to give you inner peace. It's not going to give you satisfaction in life. Totally. Right. That's not what that money. It's not what money does. But I'm going through a season of life right now with one of my businesses that is the worst season I've ever been through in my life. And it is like sleepless nights, worried about how things are going to go. And you know my story. You know what's going on in the back end. And you know the reality? Money would fix everything, dude. If I won the lottery tomorrow, like this would go away. Like I wouldn't have these problems. So when entrepreneurs or, or the W two worker out there who doesn't understand entrepreneurs and they, they were having conversations about money and somebody says to you, well, all you care about is money. You think money going to buy you happiness. And you're like, well, first of all, not all I care about is money, but second you're wrong. Cause money does buy happiness. It, it does. It's not going to buy joy, but it could definitely buy happiness. Right? Yeah, for sure. Happiness and joy are not the same. We've talked about it. And actually we, we did a, a short stint together where we were, basically finding our true purpose. Right. And so I feel like to achieve joy, to achieve fulfillment, you've got to find your purpose. Your purpose can't be money, right? Cause you can have all the money in the world. And if you don't have a, a purpose that you're living out, you're, you're going to be unfulfilled and, and just unhappy, um, and not be full of joy. Right. So money can certainly help us get there to achieve that purpose because, the more money I make and the more money I have, the more people I can reach, the more impact or the bigger of an impact I can make in the world. Yeah. You know, I believe that too. I, I, I had a, I had a, uh, a guy who's a very successful entrepreneur here in the Nashville area. We had lunch a few weeks ago and uh, I think he uh, runs one of the largest masterminds in the world. It's a, it's a pretty significant business that he's created, but he started that through his industry that he was in. And he and I were talking about money and we, we were having this conversation and he said, he said something, and I don't remember how, what, how the conversation turned to this, but he said something. And then I responded by saying, well, you know, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. This is what I want to accomplish. And, and part of what I want to accomplish is I want to help a hundred thousand entrepreneurs escape the ironic prison of entrepreneurship. I want to help people like you who stepped into employed entrepreneur and then work your tail off 60, 80 hours a week and missing your kids' lives. And I want to help, help you people like you dial that back, live a more successful balanced life. And I want to do that a hundred thousand times. And, and when I said that, we also were talking about like revenue numbers as, cause he runs a coaching business. I run a coaching business, like how we're doing. He's eclipsed me with lots and lots of zeros on it, but he, he challenged me, he said to do that, you're going to need a lot of money. If you really, really, really want to help a hundred thousand people, you're going to need a lot more money than you think you need. You're going to need more. And I, and, and I, I was like, well, I guess you're right. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I, I think, I don't know what you, I don't know what you think about this Zach, but I feel like that sometimes I get trapped in this Instagram, YouTube, like uh, cycle of just more, more, more. Cause all the people that we chase, they say more, you know, go do more. And I feel like, well, at sometimes I want to, I want more. And then I feel like, well, I don't really need it. And then I have somebody challenge me. Well, if you want to make the impact, I, I'm, I'm, I still don't know what I believe about all that, man. I think I know what I believe. What you have thoughts on that? Yeah. I go through the same thing of, you know, could I achieve what I think I want to achieve 
with the numbers on our P&L and balance sheet as they sit? Um, probably not. Not five years ago, if I saw it, I'd say yeah. But as I've as I've grown personally as a professional, so have my goals, right? So I think I think you're both right. I think if you've got a clear vision and you know exactly what you want and what the end game is, um, and you can run those numbers as they sit, and that's going to get you there, cool. Um, but if you're like me, then your goals just continue to get bigger and bigger. And so I know I'm going to need a whole lot more money to do what I want to do and to make the impact that I want to make uh, compared to what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Interesting. Well, what do you think, if you look back at the success that you've experienced um, just in the short period of time, you bought the, you bought Duggan's Welding, which I want, I want you to, well, I'll tell you what, before I answer, before I ask that question, tell everybody, give, give everybody like a 60 seconds. What the heck is Duggan's Welding? What do you think yeah. you guys going around welding the back of pickup trucks? And what do you, what, what do you, what do you do? Um, you, you would think so. The phone calls that we get in the office, I, I got a pinhole in my dryer. Can you fix it? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the material is going to cost more than just getting a, a brand new dryer. Right. But, um, so the, the name Duggan's welding, it doesn't necessarily tell the whole story because welding is just a small part of what we do. Uh, but Derek Duggan's, when he started it back in 1986, it was him, a welding machine in the back of the truck. And he was basically what you call a rig welder. So he would be contracted by general contractors, still erectors, bridge companies, you know, folks like that. He would go and, and strike an arc, weld the connection, and then he's on to the next one, right? Um, well, then he grew the business from him to a handful of team members to when I started in 2013, we probably had 20, 25 people. And so we've continued to grow. When I bought it, we had about 33, I think it was. We're running about 50 now. Um, but what we do is conventional structural steel erection. So commercial buildings such as hospitals, schools, baseball stadiums, um, even smaller things like retail stores or a, a drive through canopy on a bank. Um, the structural steel portion of that is what we hang. Uh, most of the time, you know, we're putting the skeleton up and then they cover all of our pretty work up with drywall and hang fancy lights that you might be a part of and, and that type of stuff. So in a nutshell, conventional structural steel erection and welding is just a small part of it. Well, the success that you've experienced from being the entrepreneur on uh, employee to becoming the entrepreneur owner and building this thing and expanding this thing, et cetera. What do you think has been the one key to your success throughout this journey? Yeah, it's really not that hard. I think far too many people just talk about it and don't take action, but that's all it is. I've just taken action. So many people don't do that. Why don't they take action? I think they're scared to, whether they admit it or not. It's they're They're scared of what might happen in a negative light instead of saying, well, what's the best that could happen? And then taking a chance. I'm a risk taker, right? I went all in, 100% all in whenever Nicole, my wife, when we decided we were going to buy Duggins, right? I I maxed out my HELOC. I took every penny that we had in savings, literally 100% of what we had, I put it into Duggins. What's the worst that can happen? Well, I go bankrupt, right? What's the best that can happen? I achieve what my end goal or what I think my end goal is right now. Um, and I, I was speaking at an event last weekend and I got asked a similar question, but I'm like, 
I mean, if it didn't work, what am I going to do? Go back to being a W2 and a W2 employee and have a salary. Okay. Been there, done that. Right. So it's just taking action, taking chances. I think that's what separates really successful entrepreneurs or really su successful people in general to people that, you know, work for them or, or, or beneath or talk about, well, this is what I would do, or you ought to do this. Just go do it. <laughs> what, uh, how do you define the word success? You know what I'm going to say, right? We've talked about it a million times, but to me, and it, it sounds kind of cliche until you kind of dig in more, but success to me is when reality catches up to my imagination. And tell me what that means. It's evolved, right? So me 10 years ago, success to me would have been buying Duggins and um, kind of being where I was just a year ago. Now that I'm here, I look in the mirror and I'm like, you ain't done shit, dog. You got a long ways to go. Um, so I don't think there's a, there's not a finish line to becoming successful or to success. It's a, it's a verb, you know, it's something that we do and it's something that for me, I'm going to be constantly chasing it. Um, because my goals continue to evolve and, and get bigger. Um, so that, that, that's, I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense to you? Like, yeah, I, I, your statement, there's not a finish line to success is probably the statement of the show. And that's the thing we need to, I think you're saying is that when you're, when your reality, what you're actually living catches up to what you've imagined all this time, then that's success. But here's the thing. Your imagination doesn't stop. You didn't just say, I want to buy Duggins. When I buy Duggins, I'm out. I've done it. Cause you could have bought Duggins, achieved the thing, shut it down and went on with your life. <laughs> Well, that's not what you wanted, right? Your imagination had this thing in mind and you, you did it. So I, I, I believe a hundred percent, there is not a finish line to success. And I think that's the quote of the day. All of us know this to be true. We, I want to, I want a hundred thousand dollars, you know, okay. You get a hundred, you're not done. Like, well, 200 would be nice. 500 would be nice. A million would be nice. It just continues to evolve. And that's not greed. It's just a natural part of the process. Now, let me ask you this, Zach, based on the definition that you just gave, uh, which is when reality catches up to imagination, that is success. Do you consider yourself a successful person? Absolutely. But I'm not as su successful as I'm going to be. So it's going to keep moving. That finish line keeps keep pushed out to the future. That's it. Well, I want you to... Um, to talk into that microphone and talk to the listeners who are you know, driving in their cars or walking their dogs or exercising, you know, they're trying to go to sleep and they're, they're letting the, the soothe voice of the real Jason Duncan put them to sleep, whatever they're doing right now. And they're listening to this show. What is your, your one piece of advice? If you had to tell them, like you already talked about take action. So that's off the table. You can't say that. But other than that, what's your one piece of advice for entrepreneurs who want to become successful? I don't know if I can wrap a bow around just one piece of advice, but I'd say first and foremost, it starts with mindset, believing that whatever you think you want to achieve, you can achieve it. Um, and then how do you do that? Well, you surround yourself with like-minded people, hopefully people that have already done it or are doing it. You know, for me, putting myself in rooms with people that I didn't necessarily feel like I belonged with, um, has expedited my success journey so much. Now those people in those rooms can't deny me and they're calling me asking if I want to go speak at this event and that event. So um, it starts with mindset. And then once you, once you start to get that right, um, 
surrounding yourself with like-minded people, folks that are further ahead than, than where you currently are. Um, you said, don't say take action, but you got to take action in order to, to achieve the success that you want. But, um, the, the one thing I'd say that's most important is putting yourself in rooms with people that have already achieved some level of success that you want to get to. Well, I would agree with both of those. I mean, you said mindset and then surrounding yourself with the, with the right people. I, I would a hundred percent agree with that. And, and really that's how you and I met. I mean, yep. you had a mindset of growth and I need, I need to hire a coach. I need this. So that's why you and I, you reached out and we started working. And then furthermore, joining, joining a mastermind like the Exeter Club, the one I run, that's the idea. Surround yourself. And I know you're a member of multiple groups like that. you got to get in rooms with people that are smarter than you, than you that are doing the things that are greater. Also, I think that's one thing that podcasts do. That's why I love doing this show is that, yeah, most of the people listening to the show don't know me. Most, and most people don't know you. But they're benefiting from being in proximity to you and me today by listening to the show, which gives them the opportunity to achieve greater levels of success. Uh, the people who get so absorbed in their daily work that don't ever listen to the show, they're going to, or, or any show, not just this one, but any podcast, they don't watch YouTube videos. They're not trying to pour read books. They're not getting their mindset is limiting them from being able to achieve that. Um, I want to give you the opportunity as we close down the show today to talk a little bit about your beard company too, because you know, most people around the country uh, don't live in the Winston Salem area in North Carolina to, to use Duggan's welding for building a building. Uh, but there's a lot of us uh, bearded brothers out there who could use your, uh, your assistance with West Wild beard company. Talk a little bit about how you started it, what you offer, et cetera. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so West Wild Beard Company started it. I launched it in May of 2021 after about seven or eight months in R&D. Um, I spent a ton of time watching videos, talking with consultants, uh, trial and error, you know, research on, on different types of products or raw materials until I finally put it together and I was, I was ready to launch. Um, again, May of 2021, the name West Wild comes from our twin boys, Weston and Wyatt. Um, but I make organic, um, handcrafted beard products from oils to butters to balms to mustache wax. Um, and basically what it does is makes your beard soft, helps it grow. It's not going to promote growth. Um, but as you're putting these products on your facial hair, it's going to enhance everything that you've already got naturally. Um, and so, yeah, it's just helping men, um, in my opinion, achieve even more confidence with their, their, you know, their, appearance in front of folks and their wives are going to like it a whole lot better. Cause when they lean in to kiss them, they're not going to poke them in the chin with their beard. Right. <laughs> well, Westwise, the only business that serves across the U S and Canada, all the products. And, uh, what's the, what's the website for people to go check that out? Yep. Westwybeardco.com. W E S W Y beard com. Go to westwildbeardco.com if you're a bearded brother like us and uh, check out his products. And then if you want to uh, follow Zach on any of the socials, you can reach out to Zach at Zach Burek and all platforms. And that's Z-A-C-H-B-U-R-I-C-K. It's like Buick with an R right in the middle. So yeah. Zach Burek on all platforms. Uh, Zach, it's, uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today, man. I, I'm really 
honored to have been your coach for a season in your life and to uh, hopefully we can continue to work together in some form or fashion moving into the future. But I'm really proud of what you've been able to build. I'm excited for you and your wife and your boys. Um, I, I remember <laughs> I remember sitting down when the first time I met your wife. You guys came to Nashville. We sat down and had dinner and uh, we were talking about things. And I looked at her and said, uh, you're about to make a lot more money. I'm going to tell this guy to start paying you guys more money. And she was like, she just elbowed you. are like, you got to listen to this guy. That was a good one. Well, Zach, um, I'm going to give you the last word. You are going to have the last word before I sign off for the show. Anything you want to say, anything you can tell people how to get in touch with you. You can offer advice. You can say whatever you like. Tell a joke. Last word is all you. <laughs> well, first and foremost, thank you for having me on here. Um, what I've been able to achieve is, is not a hundred percent my own doing. It's again, surrounding myself with people in rooms that I necessarily didn't belong in, uh, you included in, in those types of rooms. So thank you for what you've, you've done and contributed to my life and my business. Um, biggest piece of advice I mentioned it earlier, like if you're thinking about doing something or considering it, or you, you, you want to do X, Y, Z, you have these goals and aspirations, just do it. You don't have to know a hundred percent, you know, what you're doing, what you're getting into. Cause I promise I didn't, we learn as we go. Um, but if you're waiting on the perfect opportunity and the, the perfect time, you're never going to do anything. So just take, take action, surround yourself with like-minded people and folks that have achieved that success, emulate what they're doing. I'm not saying copy them and try to be like them, but the steps that they've taken to get to where they're at. If you just copy it and emulate them, you're going to be successful. Tony Robbins says it best, success leaves, leaves clues, right? So take action, surround yourself with people that are further along than you. Get in groups such as Exeter Club, and there's a few others that I'm part of as well. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm easy to get a hold of. I respond to every single DM that comes into my Instagram or Facebook or whatever. So um, at Zap Burek across all platforms, reach out. If I can help you in any way, I'd be happy to. Zach, thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Another very successful entrepreneur talking about his journey from entrepreneur to entrepreneur and how he became successful. And, and it's stories like these that keep me doing this show. Um, you know, this is the 205th episode of me talking to amazing entrepreneurs like Zach. And what's interesting is I think his story is this entrepreneur, this entrepreneur, which again, this word we talked about at the top of the show, this entrepreneur journey of someone taking risks and taking responsibility inside the business and then ultimately becoming an entrepreneur. Now, his journey led him to acquire the business that he'd been working for, which is not all, that's not a normal path, although it does happen. It's not a normal path, but for Zach, it did. So I want you to really think about where you are. Maybe you're still an employee. Maybe you haven't taken that leap out of entrepreneur, out of the employment role into entrepreneurship. Well, perhaps, you're not, you're not taking enough action, as Zach talked about. Perhaps there's something you need to be doing as an entrepreneur right now that'll leapfrog you into this entrepreneurial journey. I want to leave you with this, though, before I sign off on the show today, is that his advice is that you have to surround yourself with the right people. Now, not every single group out there is for every single person. There's different groups for different people. I run a mastermind, as Zach talked about, being a member of the Exeter Club, and it's a male only, male business owners, generally speaking, doing a, a couple million dollars a year or more in revenue. And we are all 
committed to this idea of not letting the business run us. We want to live very successful and balanced lives. If that is an, uh, an opportunity that you think you would like to take advantage of, why don't you go and check it out at theexeterclub.com? And it's spelled just like the word exit, theexeterclub.com, T-H-E-E-X-I-T-E-R, club.com. Go check it out and apply. Um, not everybody's suited to be a member, but we would love to interview you, let you talk to us about your opportunity and desire to be a part of the Exeter Club. So if that's something you're interested in looking at, please let us know. We'd like to look at it. So go to theexeterclub.com. So make sure you tune in again next time when I talk with yet another very successful entrepreneur about his or her journey to success. Until then, as always, I am the real Jason Duncan and Jesus is King. Attention business owners. Attention business owners. Feeling burnout from running your business? Uncertain if you're nearing burnout? Take our free 10-question business burnout test at businessburnouttest.com to discover where you stand. With just 10 quick questions, you'll learn how to immediately begin making changes to regain freedom and success. Cut your daily operations time in half. Improve your quality of life and prepare your business for your future exit without losing revenue or profit. Visit businessburnouttest.com now and take the test. Thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with The Real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Follow Jason on social media at The Real Jason Duncan. See you again next time here on The Root of All Success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.